Most stories of success usually focus on a person's highlight reel. In this podcast, those people will share what goes on beyond the curtain. You'll hear about their wins and losses and how those experiences created their grit and determination. There's no such thing as luck. Welcome to Beyond Grit with Robert Young. Hey, everybody. So today I'm sitting down with Michelle Moe. She is a powerlifter. She holds 17 North Carolina state records, all in powerlifting. She ranks 10th in the country overall and has American records in deadlift for her age group. She competed in her first national powerlifting in November of 2019 and will compete at the national level again June 2021. Um, she also started her own nutrition and fitness coaching business in 2021 called Mo Stronger. So welcome to the show, Michelle. Hello. Thank you. How have you been? Fantastic. Good. So I remember days back and we were in the CrossFit gym and you were in the morning class and you guys were all your surly little group of girls <laughs> and I loved it. Um, it was but, early. <laughs> it was early. Five, now it's at five. Oh, I so. couldn't do that now. So, and you moved on from there to, um, to the powerlifting, like what, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll jump right into it. Like what drew you to powerlifting? Well, it really was CrossFit that drew me to it. <clears throat> I started CrossFit probably six years ago now, um, scared to death to go the first time I went, uh, loved it. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Joined the first day, did my intro class, and then signed up. From there, I just fell in love with the bar. Yeah. I just found that I loved it. I wouldn't say I was good at it. Most people fall in love with something they're good at. They're like, oh, I found that I'm good at this. I just knew that the more I tried and the harder I worked, I got really good at it. Uh -huh. I did get better. Every time I went, I got better and better, and I learned new things. Corey was an amazing coach. I will still say this, say that to this day, that he was the best first coach I had. Good. He taught me so much about lifting, the basics, how not to get hurt. So I fell in love with the barbell at CrossFit. And for people who don't know what that is, it's the long silver bar. Mm -hmm. barbell, the not barbell. the dumbbells. Nope. Dumbbells are different. We don't like dumbbells. Some people interchange the two. <laughs> we, no, we love both, but <laughs> I fell in love with the barbell and lifting and what that did for me, how it made me feel. And at the time, and we can go into this at some point, at the time, I had not dialed in my nutrition and my food. Mm -hmm. So keeping in mind at that time, I was kind of just eating clean. I had come from a boot camp background. I was running a lot too. I did five half marathons mm -hmm. in my life. Oh. Yeah, I did a lot of I running. I struggled through two. <laughs> <laughs> I never did want to do a full. That would be a full-time job. Um, so anyway, I did CrossFit, fell in love with the bar. And at the time, my girls were lifting. Okay. They power lift and they started to compete. And it was at that time, I wasn't that interested in lifting as much as I just liked CrossFit. So I went to a meet and watched them both compete. And I'm trying to think if that was probably two years into CrossFit. I'm sitting in a meet watching them. Mm -hmm. And this woman's there competing as well. And she was older. She was about my age. At the time, I was like 45, 46. 
and she had on a shirt and it was a CrossFit shirt. I don't know where it was from. This was in a Tennessee area. Okay. I went to visit my girls, watch them compete in Tennessee. And I asked her, I said, so you do CrossFit and lift? She said, yes, I do both. Mm. And I, it, it, it was right then that I said, I can do both. Oh. Why can't I do both? So that was the spark. <laughs> that was Boom. it. When okay. I went and watched my girls compete and I thought, I said, I can do that. So I went back home. I was still doing CrossFit for years after that, but I started to get interested in finding a coach, mm-hmm. found my first online coach shortly after that. And she programmed me for my first meet, meaning she wrote a workout that consisted of 12 weeks of meat prep. Okay. And I did that online with her. She would just send it to me. She would type it out and print it out. And I would actually train at CrossFit. Corey let me train Mm -hmm. at that gym. No, I remember that. I remember that. And so that's how I trained for my first meet. Corey would come by and help me. Yeah. He would take the time, which was really nice. As I'm doing my lifts, he's like, maybe you want to work on this. or Maybe you want to change this. Or or I I felt like I could always stop and ask him yeah. a question, even though he was trying to teach a class. Okay. It was really kind of nice. All right. Yeah. And so were your daughters always into um, powerlifting? No, it was probably not till they got in college. They both went to App State. Okay. In Boone. Oh, my daughter goes there. Yeah. And my daughter, my oldest one... Dates a guy, she was dating a guy at the time, her husband now, okay. <laughs> who was into it. And he was a big guy. He lift Highland Games, football guy. So he got her into it. Okay. And they got my other daughter into it. And they both worked at the gym at App. Okay. Part-time. And so they could lift there as well. And they started to compete and they both did very well. They still compete. They Are still they still lift. competing? They, they absolutely do. Not currently, but they mm-hmm. have been. Okay. Do they live local? Mm-mm. Okay. No. Memphis. My oldest daughter right. lives in Memphis. Younger one lives in Cary. Okay. All right. One's married. One's not. One's married. Yet. One's Eventually. Yes. So when did you finally decide to take the split, um, leave CrossFit, and, and pretty much dedicate to powerlifting? Was it a struggle that you it, had to make it that? Was. Okay. It was because I loved the community of CrossFit and I knew I would miss that and transitioning for a while. I tried to do both. I mm-hmm. really did. And at the time I went from my strictly online coach to, I joined a local gym here, strength empire gym in Indian trail. And I worked with a coach there, Justin, he's the owner of the gym as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually happens to be the brother of my son-in-law as well. So it's a family thing. You got just a family <laughs> it's little It's a family business. thing. Yeah. Um, he's also a lifter and thrower. And uh, so I worked with him one-on-one. I joined his gym, which is kind of like a old school lifting, strongman, power lifting gym. Uh-huh. It was a new atmosphere for me. Yeah. And I was the oldest one there. Really? It was kind of scary. Were you intimidated? I was very much so. Yeah. I was scared to go in there. I didn't really know what I was doing still. Uh-huh. I had done a few meets and I'd done okay. So I worked with him one-on-one for 18 months. Okay. And um, that went very well. I learned a lot. Uh-huh. I learned a lot. But at the time I was still, I remember the days he would come in and as a coach, 
he didn't say much about it, but he would be like, so what'd you do yesterday? What are we going to do today? And I said, I did CrossFit yesterday. And he's like, mm. okay. I knew he really didn't want me to do that yeah. anymore. He didn't want me to do both. Okay. And during this whole time, both my husband and my girls were saying, you know, you really need to take some rest days. You can't do both. You it's can't hard power for lift and CrossFit. You're going to get hurt or you're going to wear yourself out. It's just not good for you. Okay. And that's in anything in life. I think unless we do something all in mm-hmm. and we try to spread ourselves too thin, we're not going to be good at any one thing. Right. We, we, we can be okay at both. But you're not going to be at the But you're not going to be at the top. Yep. So I did do that for a while. I was backing down my CrossFit. I was only really doing once a week. And it got to the point where lifting got so heavy mm-hmm. and got so intense. And I got to a point that I was at the national level uh-huh. because I qualified. And I was like, well, I'm not going to miss that chance to go. Right. So I just had to give up CrossFit okay. and just only focus on lifting. Do you do, um, in the powerlifting, do you do a type of cardio or is it? I do, <laughs> when I do sets of eight to 10, okay, yes, that's your it's cardio. cardio. All right. It's really taxing. <laughs> no, I still do some rowing. I do some like hit rowing, list rowing, um, yeah. some things like that. I don't do as much as I used to. Yeah. Just strictly lifting. But it's amazing though, when we put the timeline together at what you've accomplished in such a short period of time. Um, we're talking a little over three years that you've been- Four and a half, almost okay, five. Four and a half, five. That I've been lifting. You know, even <clears throat> even so in, in that five year span, um, what you've accomplished and w- where <clears throat> your body has taken you. Because it's a it's an amazing transformation that you've gone through. And I've known you for years. And it was shocking. And I, I've seen you, but I saw you at the grocery store the other day and I was like, bam. You're like you've got it dialed in, you know? And um, but to do this, you you enjoy it. Like this I is a passion it. for you. Yeah. I love it. I couldn't do it if I didn't love it, because there are days I don't want to train. Mm-hmm. We all have those days. Yep. There are days I don't want to train, but I know, <clears throat> like you said, where I've come, it surprises me. Yeah. I still, for a long time, my girls would always encourage me, especially coming into a meet or meet prep when it gets hard. My mindset would be, I can't do this. I'm not sure I can do this next training cycle. I'm not sure I can do this next number. Um, I always would doubt myself, but they encouraged me. Okay. And so once I started to understand that I actually can do it, I'm capable of it. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. <laughs> it's funny. This is this is the third person I've talked to in my short little career of podcasting. <laughs> and they're athletes, and they talk about the psyche and the mind of an athlete. And I, I was talking to Corey about it, too. And he said um, he's training with somebody and it's like 60% mental for athletes, whether, you know, you self-doubt yourself that you can't get through the training or I don't want to eat and I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, somebody that's a gym, a gymnast that talks themselves out of a movement and, you know, to have that mindset to push through it mm-hmm. is, is a big deal, you know? It's so huge. It's huge. Because every meet, every meet prep and every meet never goes as planned. There's yeah. always a plan. 
But when I visualize the lift in my head and I see it as a successful lift Mm -hmm. and I tell myself, I'm going to do this, no, this lift. Whereas I used to say, let's see if I can do this or I hope I can do this. Now I tell myself I can do it. And that makes a big difference. Just a couple shifts in in words that you use. Absolutely. Absolutely. So explain to people that don't really know um, powerlifting and how does that work at a competition? You have three attempts? You have three lifts and three attempts at each lift. So you're going to start with a squat. Mm -hmm. Each person will take their best three attempts. Okay. And you're there with however many other women are going to do the meet. It's usually women are grouped with women. Men are grouped with men because it's based on weight class. Okay. So when I do a meet, you don't have to compete in a weight class. Well, let me back you for one second. So it's, it's weight class, not age. It's both. Okay. If you're in open, you're Mm -hmm. just an open class and I've competed in open and I also compete in my age group. So the age groups don't start unless you are a teen okay, or you're a master's 40 and up. Okay. Otherwise, you're just open. You're it's everyone. Open. You're okay. grouped with everyone. Now, when I started, I was in the 71 kilo weight class, okay. which is approximately 100 and I have to do math now. You have to be less than 154 pounds. Okay. And now I compete in the 57 weight class, which you have to be 125 pounds or less. Okay. So I went down two went weight down. classes in five years. I just dropped a weight class last July, last summer actually, this time last year. I was doing a weight a weight cut to compete in my first meet. Okay. So 57. Wow. And I found I'm very competitive at that weight class, so I'm going to stay at that weight class. Okay, so you didn't really lose the strength dropping down? I didn't. Uh, Luckily, I did not. Um, That's a big concern, especially with my nutrition coach. I have a nutrition coach and a a lifting coach, and I work very closely with them to make sure I don't lose that strength, and they're always asking me how am I feeling. So I dial in my food as well because that's a huge part of it. Okay, so let's let's switch back and then <laughs> explaining talking about the, the powerlifting okay. meet. Yep. So you go to a meet and you weigh in. Okay. Unless it's your first meet, you are going to be concerned about your weight and worried about that weight class. Obviously, the more weight you can lift with the less amount of body weight, mm-hmm. the better. Yep. Although some people say mass moves mass, that's a theory too. The bigger you are, the more you can lift, but then you're in a a different weight class. So you go, you weigh in, and then they start the meet, and you're going to do three attempts of a squat. Okay. And they're going to tell you what order you go in. The lightest lifter will go first, so they can just add the weight on the bar. Okay. And you go out on a platform. They load the bar for you. They'll call your name. There's a huge screen to show your scores, Mm -hmm. and people are watching. There's a head judge and two people on the side that are judges. Okay. So you're judged by your attempt and you try to get three white lights, which means you pass the lift. If you get two white lights, you still pass the lift. If you get anything less than two white lights, three red lights, two red lights and a white light, you miss the lift. Okay. The ways you can miss a squat is you don't hit depth. Mm -hmm. Your hip crease has to be below your knee for it to be a good lift. Okay. Uh, you can miss a squat by just not making the lift at all. You just can't come out of the come hole. Come back up. Okay. Um, 
you can miss a lift by a squat by maybe you missed a command. So you have to unrack the bar, hold it steady and show you have control of the bar with your knees locked. And then the head judge will say squat. Okay. And then you're allowed to do the squat. You could jump the command mm. and just start squatting and you miss the lift completely. Okay. It doesn't matter how good the lift was. It doesn't matter how pretty it looked. You're done. Zero. You're done. I have been at meets where people have bombed out and missed all three of their squat attempts and they're and out they're of the done. meet. And that's scary. So if you go, so you do three, boom, then you wait. Wait till it's, couple your, minutes, it's your turn. Or do you have to come back around in the cycle? You have to come back around. So oh, okay. Um, every, everyone will take their first attempt at squat. Okay. And once everyone's done their first attempt, you take your second attempt and everyone does their second attempt. You take your third attempt. Okay. I was wondering if they made you go one and then you, two minutes later. So they, no. So okay. you have a break. Good. It just depends on how long the break is. If someone misses their first squat, that might bump you forward in the second attempt or you, based on your lift, you may go into the end of the line. Okay. The heavier you lift, the further, the back, further back in line you, you are. Okay. So, and, and that is the same for, um, the bench press and the deadlift deadlift. Yes. Okay. Both, both. It's the same thing. Then you go on to bench press and it's the same thing. They'll load the bar. They'll call your name. You go make the lift. There's three judges. Okay. And there's ways you can miss the bench press. <laughs> I've yeah. gotten some red lights and you get a red light and you don't do it again. <laughs> You're uh, like, Oh, now I know what not to do uh, next time. <laughs> do you wear one of those shirts? The singlets? Yeah. Yes. You have to. You have okay. to. Everyone has to. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite lift? It depends. It Lifting is a thing that it's not a linear progression. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're better at squat than you are at bench. Sometimes your bench is coming along really good. Okay. Deadlifts, not so much. It depends on where I'm at. I've had a bench PR before that I've chased for a year. And I finally got it. Okay. So it just depends on the timing. I was yeah. chasing 138 for over a year. Uh, I would miss it meet after meet after meet. I'm like, I'm going to get this. <laughs> oh, well, maybe I, I need to rephrase. What's your favorite? Do you have a favorite of the three? Oh, gosh. Probably squat, I guess. Yeah. But I really love all three. Okay. All I right. love all three. Have um, So when you're training... Um, do you train specific on those three lifts or what do you do as accessory lifts? Do you do accessory lifts? Okay. It's mostly the three lifts with some accessories sprinkled in there because you want to train, you want to train how you perform. Yep. Practice how you play. Okay. So every time I train, it's very specific and I train as if I were in a meet, I run the commands in my head, I'm focused on that one lift at that one time. Because when you go out to compete, you only have to do each lift three times. Yeah. But when you train, you do it multiple times over and over and over again. I always make sure I hit depth on the squat. I always make sure I pause my bench, those kind of things. When I train so that when I go to compete, I don't have to think about it. It's already ingrained. I don't have to stop and think about it. But I'll do, um, I do low bar back squat is how I, how I, I compete, but I'll throw in some high bar back squats. I'll do some belt squats. I'll do front squats, yeah. <laughs> which are always fun. <laughs> um, bench press. I'll do, let's say, um, I'll do some floor press. Okay. Uh, 
Dead, deadlift, you really can't change nah. that up much. I'll do conventional. Okay. Because I don't usually pull conventional, and that's hard. <laughs> do you do the wide, su- the sumo, sumo stance? Sumo okay. is how I, uh, how I do my competitions. I actually switched to that. I didn't start with that, but um, I switched because it was less taxing on my back. Okay. Yeah, because you get that conventional is more leg posterior. More yes, ups, right? I have more quad strength. Okay. So I switched so I could best perform and use my quads. <laughs> okay. Um, so have you had any setbacks? I have. And struggle. What, what do you got? For I haven't people? had any thing, any big time injuries come about, which I'm thankful for. I mm-hmm. think I train because of my age. I think I train pretty smart. Um, because I always want to train so that I can leave the gym ready to lift another day. I don't ever push it. I'm not like the bro mindset that says, let's just go hard every time we go in the gym, dude. You know, that's, there's no, I I mean, I don't have to train like that because I want to train consistently well every day and be healthy. So last year I had an injury to my hip that was causing a lot of left hip pain. Mm Um, to the point where a couple times in the gym, it stopped my training. Okay. And I had to call my husband and say, come help me. Like it's hurting in my back. Okay. I thought it was a back issue and it was really a hip issue. I couldn't arch on the bench press. Squat was hurting. It just really bench hurt it because I would arch my back and it would hurt. I finally went to see a PT and he's been helping me for the last year. But prior to that, I look back and there was a couple meets where I was having some pain and Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was. And it was that hip pain coming on slowly. I didn't listen to what it was. I didn't address it. I just thought I'm just going to try to push through it. It's not too bad. Absolutely. Now I look back. So what he said, the guy I work with, it's, um, I had a hip impingement. Okay. And a glutamate issue from lifting. I know yeah. what it's from, but we worked through it. I never had to stop lifting. I did have to pull out of a meet last December because of it. It was just, it wasn't that it was so bad, but I thought it's not worth pushing it and doing another local meet mm-hmm. when my focus is on nationals. Okay. There's no reason to push my hip through this. So I backed out of that meet. That's why I only placed 10th in the overall national ranking. Okay. Um, because I was fourth before that. Yeah. So, but it, you know, we're through it. It, I, now I know how to warm up my hip really well. It takes me a long time to warm up. Yeah. (laughs) When I go to the gym, I spend three hours when I train, but it takes me a long time to warm up because if you think about it, you use your hips for all three of those lifts. Yep. So I have to warm up my hips really well every time. Hips okay. are no joke. <laughs> so that's a big, t- that's a huge time commitment in the gym. Absolutely. How many days are you in the gym? I train four days a week. Okay. What do you do on your off days? Do you take them off? Or- I take them completely off. Okay. Stretch or yoga or anything like that? No, I don't really do anything. Sometimes I'll walk. Okay. But I take them completely off. And let... Just so that I can focus recover. on my training days when I train, off days when I'm off. Okay. I used to be very obsessive about I need to do something. Now I have no problem doing a rest yeah. day. 
So what, have you always been um, in, in fitness your whole life or? Absolutely not. Yeah. No, no, no. And that's why I always tell people, if I can do this, anybody can do this. Yeah. I don't come from, I was not ever an athlete in school. I mean, I played basketball in middle school, but everybody <laughs> played basketball in middle school. I think I got cut. <laughs> <laughs> I was terrible at it too. Um, I didn't like sports. I didn't uh -huh. like athletics. I was a girly girl. Yeah. I still am. Yeah. I haven't given that part of myself up, but um, yeah, I just, so that's why this is so weird. Yeah. It's amazing though, you know, just telling the stories and I'd look back at my kids and how they're growing up and they are not sports kids either. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you're not tied to something your entire life, right? Absolutely. And you can, you can find stuff and, and go after it and don't be scared to make a change. And try it and see, and because you may, like you it. may love it. Right. I started running years ago. I loved it at the time. I, I don't, I don't really love it now. Yeah. And you probably laugh because you, you see me run at CrossFit. Yeah. I'm terrible <laughs> at running. <laughs> and now I hate it. If yeah. I have to run, I'm going to complain about it the whole time. Um, but at the time I loved it. And that was a time in my life I did running and now yeah. I've moved on from that. Okay. Um, how did you guys battle through um, COVID? Because I know that um, just from talking, you were, it was leading up to a meet and the meet yes. ended up getting canceled. Um, at that time, nobody really knew what was going on. And then the gym started closing down and, and things like that. How did that impact you? So COVID shut the gyms down uh, about a week before I was supposed to do a meet. Uh, there's always a meet I do in the spring here, local meet, which I like to do them local if I can. It's hard to travel yeah. and do a meet, especially when you're doing a weight cut as well. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was prepped. I was ready to go as in my last week was ready to do the meet and all the gyms shut down. So the meet was canceled. We didn't know when we were ever going to do a meet again. And, uh, I didn't know what to do. I was, I wanted to train. Right. My husband set up a home gym. He okay. started right to work. And that first week we ordered plates, we ordered a bar. Uh, we were able to get some, some things before everything sold out. Okay. So I at least had something to keep training at home. Um, but you worked at Lifetime Fitness too. I so, did, but that closed. So, so everything was closed. Now I'm out no of the training, job. No out of training. A job. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what to do with myself. I should have just got just ate food and got fat. Yeah. And all you wanted to do was really lift. <laughs> That's all I wanted to do was lift. And going from lifting in a gym to being at home was yeah. a change because you motivate yourself when you're at home. You have to say, I'm going to get out there and do this. And even though life has changed and I'm in a different space now, there's no one here to t say good job or yeah. to spot you or to say, you know, you can do it. Right. It's back to that mental game mm -hmm. again. It's always, always back to that. Yeah. No, I, well, I looked at the gym. I always see the gym <laughs> on Instagram and I got uh, a little tour of the home gym and it's pretty fantastic. I love it. Um, I love it. The rack that you guys were able to get is, was a pretty amazing story. It, it just kind of fell into place. Shout you know, out I to Sornex for giving us a great rack. Yeah. Sornex 
hooked us up. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't, um, cause they didn't even have new ones. They had you nothing. Guys, they had nothing. No Nobody one had, had anything. anything. And then my husband called and the guy said, we have a used rack that we can sell you Yeah, from, from the USC campus. And we're like, okay, we'll take it. Yeah. And it's, I love it. Oh my gosh. It's a monster. It's my favorite space. Monster rig. That's good. <laughs> so now you're training at home. Um, now tell me about the, the coaching business. So you, you took this a step further. So you, you're doing your, your powerlifting, you're on point with your nutrition. Um, and then now that kind of moved on to you starting your own business, correct? Correct. Tell Mo me about stronger. that. Moe Moe stronger. Right. <laughs> Moe stronger based on my last name. That was encouragement from my husband and my girls, mm -hmm. as always. They're always my biggest fans. They go to every meet. They're always there to coach me and support me. So last year when things had shut down, I was training, listened to a lot of podcasts, researched. I actually changed coaches at that time too. I went with a different coach online and she's been helping me for about a year. Shout out to Meg Scanlon. She's awesome. Um, so yes, then I started to explore the nutrition space. Now I've been with a nutrition coach myself for okay. five years. So I love that space. I've learned a lot in that five years. And when everything went online, I thought this is my chance to help somebody else, mm -hmm. to help people with their nutrition. I can help people locally, right? people that I know, because it's such a space that I don't want it to sound bad, but I feel like anyone in that space who is um, coaching, and mm -hmm. I use, those, use that word loose, loosely, most of them are in it for it's a business. Okay. The profit. Yeah. Like the big marketers. I don't want to use names, but the big meal plans, mm -hmm. the big people, the people you can go to and say, you know, I want to do, I want, I, uh, let's, let's count points. Right. Each food is worth a certain point. And you know, the one I'm talking yep. about. Yeah. So they're in it for money. They're helpful. They help you lose weight. Yeah. But then they don't teach you anything. They don't teach you how to do it yourself or do it long term. Okay. So what happens when you don't work with them again? And, and you're, you're on your own. So I teach clients how to do this for life, how okay. to fit it in your life. I have clients that come to me and say, I won't give up my, my wine. I won't give up my girl's night out. I won't give up my desserts. I say, you don't have to. Uh -huh. We can fit this into your life. I still do those things. I, I love my sweets. I love dessert. Yeah. I eat it. We were just talking I about don't soda. Do, exactly. I love my soda. <laughs> don't take my soda. Um, so I teach clients how to do this and not be, not feel like you have to give up things. It's not a fad. We're not doing six week abs. We're not going to get you jacked in six weeks. Yep. I will teach you how to do this for life Okay. and how to fit it into your life where you can go out to eat. I traveled, you know me, yeah. I travel internationally. I know. I've done it yet. I've done this for five years and always made weight at okay. every meet. In, in fact, I dropped two weight classes by doing this. So yeah. I can teach others how to do it too. Okay. So I wanted to help people. That was my goal. I think that's, that's refreshing because when that's one of the biggest things that people feel like they have to give up everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
like you and I know that you don't. I mean, you don't have to be extreme on your eating and you can figure it out and with help too. And, and what's interesting, you have mentioned that you've had multiple coaches along the way and, and people need to know that that's okay. Can sometimes you outgrow your coach for different you, reasons? Yeah, absolutely. And they probably, you know, they're like, this is all I can really teach you. And good luck on your next adventure. And Absolutely. then you go through there and, and then you move on and that's how you progress. Um, how's, how's it been? Has it been successful? Where you at? It's been with great. It's only been inception since the first of this year. So okay. what, three months, Yeah, just over three months. Yep. And I have 12 clients. Wow. I'm so busy. My hope is to hire another coach by the end of this year Okay. to work with me. And uh, so we can reach more people, but the people I work with, I just love to help them. Yeah. And they're seeing success and they're feeling good for the first time. And they constantly ask me, well, what do I have to give up? You don't have to give up anything. Yeah. You just work with me and we will make this work for you. Now, how often are you meeting with them? Once a week. Okay. I will check uh, phone call zoom. Okay. I will check in more than once a week if they need it. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to the mindset. Okay. If you have a mindset to learn these tricks and tips I'm going to teach you, yep. then you can learn this and do it on your own. And at some point you won't need me. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, but that's a good thing. But that's what you're trying your to friends do to me. Yes. Yes. They, uh, but it, it goes through that whole mindset of, Hey, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to lose five pounds or, you know, I'm going to become healthier Right. And then as you become healthier and you learn how to eat and what to do, then the other stuff just happens. Absolutely. I always kind of feel that with, with business. Like if I do what I'm supposed to do, you know, and I take care of you, then the rest kind of happens. Absolutely. You know, um, but that's good, you know, to have 12 clients in a short period of time. That's plenty because I'm still the business side of it mm -hmm. was all new to me. Okay. <laughs> my husband luckily runs a business so he could help me. <laughs> yeah. Do you, um, so are you on Instagram and Facebook and Absolutely. websites and all that stuff? All those platforms, most stronger. Okay. You can always find me there. And, uh, you know, for me personally, what happened was I didn't want to keep going to the gym back when I knew you mm -hmm. working out five days a week, 545 AM, CrossFit, um, my nutrition wasn't where it should be, Yeah, but I didn't want to look like I didn't go to the gym and that's what I was looking like. You okay. couldn't tell I worked out, but I busted my butt six days a week. Yeah, Like something's got to change. Right. That's when the nutrition part came into play. And I'm like, I got to find a nutrition coach. And again, I went back to my girls who shout out to both of them. I still send them videos of my lifts, my training videos. I still refer to them. They're smarter than me, yeah. actually. <laughs> and they turned me on to my first nutrition coach. Okay. Who I loved her, but I outgrew her. Yeah. It was like a basic yeah. program. Um, they said, you need to do this. And I said, no, I eat clean. I'm good. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm. No, it wasn't working. <laughs> Are you, so uh, what about your sleep? So, I, you know, you were getting to that 530 class mm -hmm. in the morning. Are you still waking up early and, and doing all that? Or do I'm get... not. Uh, 
only because I have the home gym now. Okay. But sleep is huge, especially when it comes to training, weight loss, whatever your goals are. Mm-hmm. When I'm in a weight cut, gosh, my sleep gets so disrupted. Yeah. You can't sleep when you're hungry <laughs> or when your body is shutting <laughs> down. Um no, I don't wake up early now. I train in the afternoon, which I like. Okay. I get up and I sleep very well now. Yeah. <laughs> because I work from home. I get up and I uh, work for a little while, have lunch, and then I train. Okay. Train all afternoon. Man, that's good. But training though. is my job, though, actually. It is your job. It kind of is my job, so yep. I feel like it's work. No, that's fantastic. <laughs> and there's days I don't want to train, believe me. Yeah. When I look at the program she writes, and I'm like, "Oh crap, this scares me. <laughs> I don't want to do this today." <laughs> Are your so when um, you've got somebody programming for you, do they send the stuff um, to you, and that's what you're going to do, or do they say, you know, do this and this and this? Yes, oh, okay. she sends me the workouts for each day. Okay, and I personally like that. I like that from the nutrition standpoint and the workout standpoint because. I'll follow the rules. If you give me the rule, I'm going to do it. Whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do it because I don't want to go back to my coach and say, have to explain why I didn't do her workout. Mm, Well, I didn't feel like it. Yeah. It's it's like any coach, business (laughs) coach, workout coach. Because at the end of the day, if I go to make weight and I don't make weight, I know that's on me. Yeah. It's because I made a bad choice. Okay. Or if I don't make a lift at a meet, I know it's because I didn't do the work. Yeah. So it all comes back to me. So whatever she sends me, I'm going to do. All right. What are your, okay. So now you were in the future. We're going to go to the future. What are you training for right now? Nationals. Okay. I compete on June 14th in Florida. All right. And I haven't been since 2019 because last year they canceled them. So I'm really excited about this. It's going to be smaller this year. Mm -hmm. When I competed at nationals in 2019, it was a five platform meet. It was huge. Okay. Huge screens everywhere. Tons of people everywhere. This is only two platforms and I think they're going to get us in and out. Okay. So I'm flying down. I compete the next day and I fly back out. So what's beyond nationals? I don't know yet. I usually only do two meets a year. I'd Mm -hmm. like to do one in the fall. Okay. I don't know. Yep. Um, I, I mean, we'll see how my hip does. Yeah. What my goals are. Okay. Hips feeling great these days. Good. Feeling really good. I want to keep it that way. I try to only look at one meet at a time. Yep. Nationals is my next goal. My coach kind of gets mad at me sometimes. She says, you should relish more in your accomplishment that you just did. Like I just did a meet yeah. in March a couple weeks ago. And I set my first American record. Yeah. First American record. I've always had state records. This was huge. Yeah. Like we worked for this. This was my goal. And instead I'm focusing on my next meet. Yeah. She says, you need to focus on what you just did because that was huge. (laughs) I know. I know. But it's always. Okay. What's next? Weird psyche. Yeah. You're like, (laughs) boom. Got it. Now what? Off to the next. <laughs> I'm not sitting down. Well, you saw in my gym, I always have goals that are listed on my yep. whiteboard. Yeah. Always. I'm always working towards something. Um, so any regrets? Do you have any regrets of anything? Just the mindset. I wish I had told, I wish I had thought more of myself 
mm-hmm. early on when I started lifting or even in business or anything, we second guess ourselves. We think we're not good enough or we let that voice tell us we can't do it. Yeah. And I don't mean we should brag more, but we should be more confident in right. who we are, especially women in this lifting space. Yeah. We're still a minority. And I have women, young women come up to me and say, I look up to you. And that's always my goal is if I can have someone one say, you inspired me to be a better me. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't, I don't don't care if you're a client. I don't care if you work with me. I don't care if you pay me. I don't care. That's not why I'm doing this. If I can inspire you. Yeah. That's great. No, that's fantastic. So, um, We'll go off subject of this. So what's your favorite place? Because you and I, we were rivaling each other in travel. <laughs> who, and who you overtook me. You overtook <laughs> me. What's your favorite place that you've been to? Oh, favorite place. We went to Maui uh-huh. last year. And I think that was my favorite place. Okay. I have so many favorite places. I know. Everywhere I, I go is know. my new favorite place. I know. Because I've been to so many different places. Yeah. But then all that stopped and it was really weird. It was super To weird. not be packing and going somewhere was so weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, it I feel you. It was so strange <laughs> because we had trips planned that got canceled. Yeah. I know. Um, well, that was good. Do you need anything else? Do you want to talk about anything else? Or are you? I'm good. We're covered. I don't know. Is there anything else no, you want to know? No, I think this is great. I think I think it's great. I think that your accomplishments are off the hook. Um, I'm glad that you had mentioned about um, women in the sport and being able to show them that you can come in here and you can compete and it takes work and everything takes work, um, but don't be scared to take that first step because you're not going to be great on the first step Absolutely. and don't let greatness hold you back from being good and leading up to being great. And no, that, I think that's great. And, uh, hopefully you'll inspire more people. And, uh, I appreciate you sitting down with me. This Thank was you great. so much. It was fun. Thank you're you. welcome. You're <laughs> welcome. All right. See ya. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of beyond grit with your host, me, Robert Young. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. Tell somebody about it. You can find this podcast on all major podcast platforms. And be sure to tune in every Wednesday for another exciting success story of somebody going beyond grit. Until then, take care.